This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, 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 guys. Welcome back and happy, well, Wednesday. All right, guys. Well, this is going to be an interesting rest of the week because as we're waiting for Ryan Bailey, you guys know that this weekend we are going out of town to the Bahamas. So we're hopefully going to be posting a lot of vlogs and getting into all of the mess from where we're at. But we're not missing anything. No after parties, no recaps. You guys know wherever we go, we don't miss everything that's going on now. With that, guys, I see that we have almost 100 in the room, so go ahead and smash that like button. And Shaylee has a great question, which I completely agree with. While we wait for Ryan Bailey, what did you guys rate last night's episode a 1 to 10? Now, before we get into that, I would probably say last night for me was maybe a 6? I don't know. I think it was a 6. I'm going to go ahead and bring up Ryan Bailey. I see that we have 7 7s. What else do we have? A 6, a 7.5, an 8.375. I'm going to say a 6 for now. Let me ask Ryan. Guys, let's welcome So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Good hey, morning. what's up? Sorry, uh, sorry this took a second. No, my gosh. Long time no see, man. How are you? I know. Good to see you. Good to see you. I feel uh, like it's been a while. It really, it really has. Somebody was just uh, messaging me last week saying, you need to go back on Up and Adam Live. You hey. do, I mean, yes, I do. Please. I know. And every time we end up talking back and forth, it's always like a last minute thing. And it's a, it's my fault. I'm an asshole, guys. It's me. No, I'm the, I'm the jerk. Are you kidding me? I love this. But no, Ryan, I am curious. How are you like, especially after watching last night's episode? What do you think you would give it? Uh, I would give it like a six to a seven. Um, you know, like it, it's it's. There's so many good things about it, but there's still so much uh, that I dislike about it. And it's really rooted in the past. I mean, this is something that you're going to hear everybody say, I would imagine. I'm just so over the Teresa and Melissa. and I, That stuff just brings the show down for me. So anytime it goes past that, I don't know. I think I, for some reason, Jersey just seems like it's a uh, a Groundhog's Day kind of show where I feel like I'm reliving the same experience, even when they're on these beautiful trips. I mean, all of the pieces of the show work, but together some way, it doesn't leave you feeling satisfied 
in a lot of ways for, for me personally. So like I'll watch every episode, but for some reason it just doesn't ever take off fully. Every time it seems to like really get there, something holds it back. And for me, that, that feels like it could be a direct thing of Teresa and Melissa. It just never seems to go anywhere. Okay. So question before we get into the New Jersey of it all, I saw where a lot of fans on Twitter were not so excited with the product of the trailer for the Real Housewives of Orange County. Now that it's officially come out and we waited so long, I'm curious to just pick your brain for a second. What did you yeah. think? Uh, listen, I thought it, it, it's a lot. It's not Jersey related in the sense that I think the old things are holding it back, but there is, it, it was very unsatisfying in terms of did it get us excited for June 7th? Of course, but we were already excited to see this series. The right. trailer didn't give us a lot of anything. It was great to have Tamara back. It was great to see Vicky do the jump scare at the end. But in terms of the actual plot line, we have the the new lady, Jennifer, joining the cast. Uh, but I really couldn't tell you what this season is going to be about or what the overall theme is. I mean, you could have interspersed those clips of Shannon Bedore going, I'm done, I'm done. You could have interspersed those in any season and not like, I don't know what makes this season unique. Like, right. I thought it was very clever editing to do the 1950s housewife opening. But I sometimes get scared when they put those kind of bits in there because it feels like they're trying to gussy up something that needs gussied up. Instead of just showing us like like take the the Vanderpump Rules trailer or the even the midseason trailer. You're like, wow, I know exactly what this is about. Right. I do not know. There's a couple strings they threw in that trailer in terms of plot, but I really couldn't tell you what it's about. So it, it looks it looks good. I'm so I'm so glad to see all these ladies back. Um, and I'll be watching every episode, but it didn't get me excited in the way that I'm like, damn, they might have, they might really have an amazing season. I'm hoping they just held everything back and they're just going to blow us away with the actual season. See, I feel like, like exactly what you're saying. Like there wasn't any real storytelling in that trailer. And it makes me nervous. Like you said too, to kind of piggyback off of it because on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season three reunion, we got a lot of the footage of them like in between having their lunch breaks and stuff. And it was because we didn't have much footage from the reunion. So they needed to make whatever work that they could. And I'm hoping that that's not the case for this, because like you said, when you gussy something up, <laughs> well, we not, by the way, not to be confused with Hussey, which is what uh, uh, what's his name's uh, mom was calling Dolores a Hussey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. By the way, I loved her. Also, I will want to say the the thing with Tamara back, though, the moments they chose to include of Tamara, it seemed like she was imitating herself. If that makes sense, it, it right. was like she was imitating past things that were successful for her. So she was like, liar, 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 liar. And she was like screaming these things. And I hope those things are rooted in some sort of reality. And she's not doing that just to be like, yes, I want to make a splashback on the housewives. Like, I think these shows really work when the reality of that situation, uh, whatever their situation is, plays out. And I hope she's not doing that for our benefit at all, if that makes sense. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. All right. So we pick up where we left off with all of the women getting a little drunky pants and we're back inside of a sprinter. I love a good sprinter. Well, it's well, not fine. We're getting it's cameras. At least they have cameras in the sprinter van. That's a nice touch. Listen, that's true. And Melissa's a little bit tipsy and she's talking about wanting to drunk call her ex after stealing the glass of wine from the restaurant. And you can see her with her glass of wine and <laughs> Teresa's ears go up and she's like, did she just say her ex? Interesting. 
Um, Melissa, whether you're drinking or not, you cannot give any ammunition to your sister-in-law. I don't know why she would say like, I, I, that's what I don't get. And I, I guess we got to be thankful for it because then you get to have like moments like this where she says stuff like that. But why would it, why would you say something like that? Knowing that Teresa is on that van with you. I don't know that I get so confused about reality stars these days saying stuff like that. It's like, why are you making this more difficult on yourself? Right. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. And of course, this is going to be weaponized against her. But what I did like was the next morning when we wake up for breakfast and we do get to meet Paul's mother, his sister, and I believe it was his niece. His mom was so cute. And I love when she keeps calling Dolores a hussy. And I I think it's funny when the New Jersey women are like, you can call me a see you next Tuesday. Call me a bitch. Call me whatever you want. Don't call me a rat. Yeah, the rat rat is... The rat's the biggest thing that you can't call them, I guess. Yes, you cannot. You cannot. But they, <laughs> his family arrived at the castle, and it was really sweet to see that the family loves Dolores, and you can see the women, and they're questioning the mother, and the mother's really funny. And I, I like how she thought that none of the guys were hot on, on the calendar. But then you had Danielle, and she had a little bit of a moment, too. She had a few moments in this episode. I, I hope I, – is Danielle – I don't know if Danielle seems to be – uh slipping away throughout the season like she feels like it's mentally getting to her she's having a lot of uh really emotional uh not outbursts but like she's getting very emotional at multiple times this episode and i do wonder like i, I you know it's interesting she started off so strong but i do wonder if this if this season and and next season if this is really chipping away at her self-confidence, her ego, um, the reminder of her situation with her brother keeps getting brought up. And she seems very emotional in these last couple of episodes. Yeah. And I think for her too, like I did an interview with her and I asked her about this and she said next season, she's going to come on like a lot hotter, a lot stronger, not hotter physically, but just like she's going to come into it now knowing what she knows. And I think that that's great because I feel like for every first season for a housewife, it's like, what the hell is going on here? I have to learn the dynamics. I have to learn the production of it all. I have to, like, there's so many different moving parts that the women have to pick up on that the other women already are ahead of the game with. They know the production. They know how this is going to work. They know where not to slip up and where to add something in in order to keep the storylines moving. And I feel like for Danielle right now, she's absolutely freaking exhausted. Yeah, you know, I do. I I like that point that you said about the other ladies knowing their way around the show, which, of course, they do. But there was a great scene last episode where it was Fuda and Danielle fighting and you could see around the table all the other ladies kind of just like not checked out, but they're like, oh, wow, they're really going at it right now. And they were, you know, it was very interesting to watch the old guard, watch the new guard go with each other. And you could almost I think it was like breakfast or something. And you could almost see of like, Okay, newbies, you know, waste all your energy here, I guess. We're not going to jump in. And I thought it was very interesting. It was like, you know, watching like old wrestlers look at the new wrestlers and go, hey, have fun. I'm going to just eat my breakfast right now. And I thought that was such an interesting scene because usually you have people jumping in right and left and they just let Fuda and Danielle just go back and forth. And I think that that energy I love. That's why I don't want this show to get shackled down by old guard. I want this show like I like Fuda and Danielle. I root for them. And I think there's like if they really cultivate, you know, these ladies and their uh, and who they really are, I, I think Jersey can be there for many seasons to come. 
because of people like that. I mean, that's what I love about these shows is you get to be interested in new stories and new dynamics and new personalities. The only thing about Danielle, though, is that I really hope that they're not going to try to bring her brother in. But it seems right. like they've hit that note so much that they they must be trying to if they're going to let her speak about it so much. But I think that's such a mistake because we've already just, you know, we're trying to get away from the Teresa Joey stuff. Why bring in the Danielle and her brother stuff? Well, I asked Danielle about this and Danielle said that his brother's wife is extremely um, closed off when it comes to anything like this. And Great. she will absolutely <laughs> not let this happen. So, I mean, we'll see because also, to be fair, from Teresa's side of the story, she didn't know Melissa and Joe were coming on until they started filming. So you never know until the new season starts and then all of a sudden you might have some new cast members. I mean, I, I, I listen, I, I'll trust, I guess, whatever, but I'm, I'm so curious. Yeah. How are you guys feeling? I, I, I thought Danielle was such a great addition in the beginning. I, it is interesting to see this other side of her where she is getting, she's feeling attacked a little bit. Um, uh, Daniel started. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. Auntie is right. She's starting to kind of slip from how strong she started. But uh, I think, I don't know. I also think part of it is, once you're a newbie, you're forced almost to pick sides between Melissa and Teresa. And I think all of that, like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's weird pressure on both sides. You have like the Marge contingent. You have the Aiden and Teresa contingent. And these newbies sometimes feel like they're forced to pick a side. And that sometimes detracts from who they actually are. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Ryan, I have a very serious question for you. Yeah. Have you ever played a game of Catch the Cock? Yeah, you know what? I I started playing it last night after I saw this, and it was very hard. I was trying to find a chicken in Los Angeles, but uh, I finally did find one. And it's a very no. By the way, this looks like a very easy game. Like I don't it, like they were like catching the cock the the chicken very quickly. Um, you know, it was cute. By the way, I I don't like it, it's fun to see. I guess I mean it's fun to see these kind of like stupid little like I liked them jumping in the mud. I like that to break. Yeah, like I I thought this is kind of. I like these moments if you can then intersperse it with moments of actual conversation and stuff. But yeah, I didn't mind this. I agree. I agree. And, you know, from here, the ladies had to paint a story of Teresa's life. And I thought it was interesting that Teresa had a little bit of a breakdown and she was like, please don't put bars up or anything like that. Like, and oh, my can, God. <laughs> Dude, wait, mean, wait. That was wait. Do you think we, you know, she, they were going to draw the paintings of Teresa's life and Teresa immediately starts crying, which was heartbreaking. But like, do you think any of the ladies would have literally drawn her in prison? Like, did I, that's what blew my mind is that Teresa immediately went to somebody's going to draw me behind bars. And I'm like, no, like, I mean, even if those ladies didn't like her, like, I would never, I would know already that these ladies wouldn't be like, well, here's the time you went to prison and these bars represent a prison system. Like I would, none of those ladies would have done it. And that was the first time in Teresa's mind. She, and it, and I, it was that part actually, I so empathize with Teresa, but I, I didn't realize how on the surface that is still for her that she was in prison like that. It was so quick. Yeah, no, I agree. But I think that sometimes you don't know what people are capable of or what they'll do, whether it's for a TV show or whether they're just following their gut. They think they're funny or whatever the case is, because we didn't know that Rachel was going to be banging Tom Sandoval. We don't know. shit. <laughs> Wait, that's not been proven, Adam. That's not that's not been proven. <laughs> I'll believe it when Raquel Raquel says it. No, no, I'm 
First name, Ryan. Middle name, so bad it's good with. <laughs> Ryan Bailey. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I thought the prison thing, that gave me a laugh and it made me sad at the same time. And also, none of those ladies are good artists. I like Melissa did a nice thing of like, this is your family coming over from Italy. And it's like basically stick figures. I was just like, this is such a, no, nobody was like a real, like, I thought that was. I literally was going to make the only one I liked was I was at Aiden's with the table flip. I was like, that is made for a meme, that drawing of like, (laughs) but we did get a moment out of this. We got a moment because, you know, we saw where Melissa drew her family coming over from Italy and Teresa did sort of mention, and I saw this happening in slow motion. And Jason's like, this is about to get up really quick. And I'm like, no, this is a moment. And Teresa mentioned that she wanted Melissa's son, Gino, in the wedding. And then Jennifer Aiden says, so are you asking them all to be in the wedding? And she's like, no, 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 I'm not. It's like one step forward, two steps back. There's never like that was a nice moment. Like that, that was a nice moment. And it's one of those things where. None of these ladies will give an inch, it feels like. Every time Teresa's like, "Okay, Gino in the wedding, can you just put everybody in the wedding? No, I can't do that. So it's like. I, they're, I, I'm so tired of all of this. Honestly, I'm just t- so tired of all of it. I, I, uh, at this moment, did nobody be in the wedding. I don't even think, I don't care. Like I, this wedding is now, I don't know. How many more episodes of this season do we have? I don't know. Teresa said on my um, interview with her that some, somewhere in May is when her wedding special comes. So I would imagine that we only have three or four episodes left. So I'm I'm definitely excited for that. But also, I don't blame Melissa for like, even when the guys, and we're going to get to that in a second, but when the guys are giving Bill Aiden shit saying like, you know, you're a last minute addition to the wedding, right? Like she didn't, they did not care to have you in. And then you see Melissa and she's like, my family's not going to be used as a freaking prop for this wedding. And I was like, we're not giving or t- like, we're just not giving here on either sides at all no it's like but that's like i feel like it should be bleeped out every time they bring up the wedding i feel like it's ble- i feel like they should just i you know and if production is listening to any of the fans i feel like we're like 70 percent in agreement on this that this thing is so old and done that like just like i don't even i don't even want to try for reconciliation let's just accept they will never get along they're never going to be family again and just move on like i do not know i do not Please do not give us another season of them getting their feelings hurt by something Teresa and Louie did and Teresa and Louie getting uh, sad about them not being there for their big events. I don't want any of it. Like I've seen this now for so many seasons. I just I could I I would like to enjoy (laughs) this. is I would like to enjoy their wedding without having to like mix up Melissa and Joey in it. And I'm not even I I don't know. It's it's I just don't care. I, I just don't care. His give a damn is broken, you guys. It's no, I broke. know that felt like I want to see all the hair, like the Teresa hair and all the bobby pins she puts in it. I want to see all the and like I don't want Teresa and Louie off the show. And I don't want I mean, listen, I don't know if I even want Melissa and Joey off the show, but I just think that we've we've gone as far as we can with this. We've because even if they make up, they're only going to make up for an episode. And then the next episode, somebody's going to be upset that somebody didn't get invited to something else. And then we're going to have this whole fight all over again. And we're going to deal with this for the rest of our lives watching this show. And this show is better than that. Well, I also feel like, too, when Teresa, when they're eating lunch and Teresa mentioned that Bill was 
asked by Louis to be a part of the wedding. And she's like, you know, they've always been there for us. They've always supported us. And I don't have real family. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like the minute that we take two steps forward, like you said, we're taking another three back. And then you see Melissa like, there we go again. She doesn't have family. And I'm like, I get both of their sides. I really do understand both sides. I'm exhausted. I'm mentally exhausted. Like I have a dog in this fight and I absolutely do not have any dogs in this fight. It's like- what the fuck is How happening? How many times can we see Melissa cry and feel like she was like, you know, you know, you know, Teresa said something mean about not having family. And then we have to watch Melissa cry. And then we have to watch Teresa cry. And meanwhile, there's all of these other great ladies in the room that I'm sure have some sort of story that we are not being able to focus on because we're so focused on this. You would think that Teresa and Melissa are the only people that know what family is in this show because they all have families. They all like, I mean, that's, that's the thing is that this isn't unique to them. Like we already have Danielle and her brother have the same situation going on. I just don't think that there's any other thing, any other new thing that we could possibly uncover with this situation. And listen, I'm more fascinated on learning more about Louie. I'm more fascinated on learning the ins and outs of that relationship. I'm more fascinated. You know, like there are things that are super interesting to me that have nothing to do with those four people together. Right. Right. No, 100%. And you know, what's weird is like, even Andy Cohen has mentioned several times that he feels like they've all hit a wall. And I'm curious to see because Andy said on radio, Andy, that he almost got up and walked off of the reunion set, which is so unlike him. But I do you believe that. Or is that Andy just trying to hype up? I don't know. See, that's the thing is like, it's the boy who cried wolf with Andy because now he always has to finish every sentence with, I know you guys say I hype everything up. But if you're having to say that, then that's already a problem because people then are only not believing your hype because they feel let down in the past over the hype that you've hyped up. Well, he, you know, and, and, and by the way, that's his position is to get everybody excited. He is the leader of it, but like, also he's the guy that said, Oh, this OC trailer is worth the wait. Believe me. Oh my God. I've seen it. It's amazing. And he does this with everything. So I appreciate why he does that, but I don't necessarily, when it comes to these kind of things, I don't necessarily believe him, which is fine. We're such a discerning audience and very sophisticated at this point where we know immediately how we feel about things. So I always think it's funny, but I don't necessarily trust him when it comes to the big, like the trailers. I've seen this season. I've I've been at the reunion. I usually will watch it for myself and decide without Andy telling me. I mean, um, but it is interesting. I, I think it, it would be amazing if Andy was able to really break through to Teresa. Um, and he said, yeah, he said he got ang- the angriest he's ever been at Teresa that he had to apologize. And I uh, I think with Teresa, though, it's very hard because she's such a special person and character and historical in terms of Bravo. But you really can't get through to Teresa a lot of the times. And she doesn't think the way that a lot of other people think. And I think that's why people love her. But at the same time, it's very hard to have any sort of argument with her because it takes a while for her to actually understand and that's where Louie, you see her being the him being the Teresa whisperer a lot of the times. But it's kind of interesting to be like, Teresa, you aren't listening. Look at me. Look at me. Like, it's very intense when he deals with Teresa. But she does seem to listen to Louie. And I heard Louie got rattled at the reunion as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, one thing that is a breath of fresh air, I would say, in any of the episodes when it comes to the Real Housewives of New Jersey would be the moments with the husbands. And we have all of the husbands headed over to Joe Benigno's house because Frank has gone into 
the marijuana business. And while doing so, he has the gummies, he has the joints, he has all the products, and now he wants to share with the guys. <laughs> it seems like a good time. I love the husbands. Even when yeah. Rachel Kuda's husband tries having a moment with Danielle's husband, <laughs> the Adonis of Real Housewives of New Jersey, you can see like he's like, What's up with your wife calling my wife a rat? <laughs> and then he's like, I can't even concentrate on this conversation because these two guys over here are acting like they're about to make out or whatnot. <laughs> and it's like, because nobody gives a shit about the conversation. Like, we, we're we just now getting to, we don't need you guys to fight. The husbands don't fight. We need you guys, like, where's NeNe Leaks when she's like, stay out of women's business? Well, I mean, I think also, don't you think that was like the two newbies trying to have that conversation is like, you know, they're learning their way around cameras as well. Yeah. They're learning, you know, like I think that I, I listen, the guy scenes like Joey Gorga is one of my favorite housewives. He's not even a house husband to me. He's a housewife. And I I do. I think him and like Frank and Bill, they really are a good team of guys in terms of they can just cut to them. And it can be really fun and funny if they want it to be in a way that the women sometimes really can't fully do it. Like men, we are such one track minds that sometimes we don't stay mad at people for as long as the women do. And so you're able to kind of put aside BS and just look completely stupid like a lot of these men do. And to us or to me, that is really funny because they don't really talk very, like they'll talk about real stuff very minimally. And then they're just like, Oh my God, I'm so hungry. I'm so stoned. I let, you know, by the way, this is what DJ James Kennedy would love this guys night. Guys night. This is the guys night I want. Yes. And I was thinking about Joe too. Like this has to be a punch in the gut that Louis is in by Louis doesn't even know Bill Aiden. Like he's known him for a year and all of a sudden Dude, it's that's like when, the weird that's the weird it's like when Aiden, Katie was yelling at Tom Schwartz and she was like, Really? You have to be a groomsman for Brock, who you've hung out with three times in the last on. year. I'm very honored to be Brock's groomsman. But like it's very true if like Jennifer Aiden, see, that's what I hate is that Jennifer Aiden still is in that kind of Teresa bubble where she thinks like being with the queen will come down on her and bless her with many riches in life. And you know, she she very you know, very proud that Bill got asked to do it. And of course, Bill said yes. But the reality of that situation is if I was Bill Aiden, I'd be like, what? Wait, I don't even really. I mean, I know because of the show and, you know, I want like I wonder if Jennifer was like, Bill, you're going to do it. You have to do it. You're not. Oh, there's I'm no sure way he, you're going to say yeah, no. She was like, you were taking your ass out there and you were doing this. This is going to be televised and televised. It's going to be the biggest wedding on Bravo. Yes. One million percent. Bill, you are doing the day. You cheated on me, you mother. Like I could see it now. And you know, it's just it's wild to me, especially hearing everything that by the way, I am happy to hear that at least these two, oh God, that was a pixelated photo. At least Margaret Josephs and Jennifer Aiden were able to make up at the reunion. That makes me happy. But by the way, Jen Aiden looked uh if you watch Watch What Happens Live, Jen Aiden looked really beautiful last night on Watch What Happens Live. I uh, Jen uh, no, no uh, Jen Aiden, that's Melissa. Melissa, no, no, yeah, no, that's Jen me saying what? <laughs> no i was just trying to i'm just compliment. kidding no she did she just, did yeah she did she um, looked great i actually really i enjoy jennifer aiden there's not one person on this cast that i don't like right now i find the entire cast like there are certain storylines that i'm sick of watching at this point yes but there's not one cast member from jen fessler to the newbies like there was anybody who I wouldn't necessarily need on the show, it would probably be Jackie Goldschneider. Otherwise, everyone else. Well, why do they great. say Jackie is a friend of when I feel like Jackie's been at all of the events? 
I feel like Jackie, you know, like it's very maybe because they're just not focusing on a very separate storyline for her. But I feel like I've seen her so much this season for somebody that was a friend of. Um, so I'm very curious about that. But, yeah, I, I, I like all of these ladies. But I will say, though, in saying that, that still doesn't mean it works as a group. Right. I like all of these ladies individually when they come together as a group. I think we're close but I think we we're we're not there yet in terms of a perfect cast. In terms no. of you throw the ball to anyone, like separately they all work together. Like I say, I really think this is shackled down with that Teresa Melissa stuff. If you take that out, you're going to let other people pop up and storylines are going to evolve. Like, I feel like they should be like a swear jar. Every time you bring up this storyline, Melissa and Teresa have to put in a thousand dollars every time this gets brought back up. Just because you got it to charity. Yeah, like you got to stop this storyline for what, like by whatever means necessary and let new people come in because you want the overall health of this show because you want the show to continue for as many seasons as we want it to. No, I agree with that. I agree. And, you know, speaking of Danielle, too, I mean, the ladies do a whiskey tasting and obviously we see Jennifer Aiden is a little bit litty city, but Danielle and Rachel go at it all over again, which is another storyline that we're over, you guys, with the, you called me a rat. What does that mean, rat? (laughs) Use your words more carefully. Why are you calling me a rat? What's your problem? You didn't say she had an arsenal? Yeah, I said she had an arsenal. Okay, so then what is our argument? She called you a rat. And then Melissa Gorga's over here and she thinks Danielle is the one who's getting all the heat when really this isn't even a Danielle Rachel fight. This is something that was instigated by Jennifer Aiden and Teresa Judice in an effort to take Margaret Josephs down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I sometimes feel like it is production like going, Hey, bring up the rat thing again. Like I, I sometimes wonder how we keep getting back to these moments and these beats when I just, I, 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 I'm just now curious more from a production standpoint, like of like you you don't have other things to focus on or talk about, or I don't know how we keep getting back to these same beats played over and over again in yeah. just different in just different locations. Yeah. No, and I thought it was interesting too at the end where Margaret sort of claps at Danielle and she tells her that her dynamic her family dynamics will never change. They will always stay the same because she ha- does not have the ability to move forward. And I was like, oh man, you hit a nerve. But one thing that's really great about Margaret Josephs and Jennifer Aiden is one, they're quick, they're witty as hell. And two, they just deliver. Like whether it's a moment that they're uncomfortable, if they're clapping back in that moment, whether it's their confessionals, like conversations, they're quick and they keep storylines moving, which is something I really appreciate about the both of them, about the twos of them. Two of them? Two of them. <laughs> twos, twos twos. Them. The twos, you twos. The twos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I yeah, listen, I I completely agree and I uh I I yeah, I just don't know. I'm just my my main thing of watching this again and again and again is that I feel like I'm watching the same thing again and again and again and I want it to kind of I'm saying the same thing over and over again. It's just one of those things when I watch it there are moments that I really enjoy and then there's just yeah. Oh god, help them with some Yeah. yeah. Bugger wolf. I'm a bugger wolf. I just I yeah. I, I I think these ladies are really t- a talented cast. I just want the storyline to pop up in a better way. But like, you know, if you, I hate to bring Vanderpump up, Vanderpump rules up again, but if you listen, you, if something really crazy happens to this cast, if, you know, maybe this is the best cast like to have when something really goes down. I just don't want any new information to be in regards to Teresa and Melissa. But maybe, God, what if Louie got involved in a cheating scandal? Maybe this cast would be the right cast 
to really, you know, have one of the best seasons ever next season. I mean, listen, you never know. You never know. And especially about this cast, I'm curious who you think is the stronger newbie as far as Housewives, not Jen Fessler, but Rachel Fuda or Danielle Cabral? If you had asked me earlier in the season, it would have been Danielle hands down. And then uh, now Fuda is coming on so strong to me, like where I'm like, wow. And I'm really enjoying her family dynamic. I find her husband ridiculous. Um, So I don't know. Like, I think Danielle's the obvious choice, but I'll go Fuda. I I really am kind of excited to see where she goes. She's able to handle herself in a fight. Um, You know, she had, I don't know. I, I kind of, and I will say that's a switch. But like I said, I like both of them. But I think Fuda is really coming on strong in this latter half of the season. Do you think if Teresa, Melissa, and Joe and Louie did get into it as hardcore as they're, they're telling us that they did at the reunion, which is exactly what everybody expected, do you feel like they will still bring everyone back next season? Or do you think that Bravo might give somebody a little bit of time off in order to see how the show plays out? Wait, I'm sorry. Between who and who? You, you one of the Teresa and Melissa. Dan- do you think that? I mean, obviously, Bravo oh. would give Melissa and Joe time off. It wouldn't be Teresa. Yeah, I mean, if that would be the choice, it would be Melissa and Joey, hands down. I think if they do that, though, they would find a way to give them a spinoff or something because they are so integrated into the Bravo universe that I would be it would be very if they really did give them pink slips. I would find that. And, you know, Joey would be crying about it harder than Melissa and it would be bad news bears. Um, But I don't know. At this point, I do think they have to figure it out. I just think that Bravo would try to do that with them in the gentlest way possible, where they would try to find a way to do some spinoff like Joey loves Melissa or something like that. Um, But I don't know if they're going to have any. I mean, do you really what do you think? Do you really think they can continue this way with all four of them? If they did a spinoff, they would have to incorporate Melissa's sisters. And it would have to be like a whole family show. I didn't even think about a spinoff, but I don't know if they're willing to keep putting themselves in uncomfortable situations like the reunion where they can still have conversations and go to bat. Then I think that they could still keep them around. But if there's really no resolution, like Bravo producers, Andy Cohen, they will have to listen to the fans, too, when the fans say enough like this is exhausting. So I don't know. The other way to think about it, too, is that. You know, thinking about like uh, athletes retiring, like Michael Jordan, you know, all of the greats, you know, what if Teresa, you know, is there a world in which Teresa retires, like going out on top? She's a legend. She's a Mount Rushmore housewife. What if I mean, if she's in love now, if she's truly in love, she's got this beautiful family. Is there a world in which she's like, I have enough. I really want to focus on the love and not the hate. Really, you're like, no, just absolutely no, not. Just no, absolutely not. No, I think Teresa's like, this is my show, bitch. Like, I, this is, I don't think that she would leave. I think that she's made it known that she plans, she wants to go to the West Coast when all of her daughters graduate, but she has another four years. So I don't think that she will be going anywhere anytime soon. Well, I hope she'll consider it. I mean, like, no, she's got such a good life. And she says she's all about the love, love, love. Well, I don't think this is the show for love, love, love. And I don't know. Like, I just I find this one of the toughest decisions to make ever because I just don't think they can coexist in a way that is fair for the audience at all. Yeah, no, I agree. 
I agree. I do right. wonder. I do. Wait, do you know what? Because you have all these connections. Do you know if like does Melissa feel the heat of like potentially getting a pink slip? Do you know? Because like, I would imagine if I were them and you pay attention to any of the fans or anything like that, you would know that we're conflicted. But like we also realize somebody potentially has to go here. I wonder if they get nervous. It's like I always compare it to Saturday Night Live because the cast usually doesn't know if they're coming back until a couple weeks before the new season starts. And so you're waiting all summer to know if you're getting brought back. And I hear it's very nerve wracking. And I wonder if Melissa feels that and Joey to a degree as well. She mentioned on her On Display podcast that she knows that it's definitely a possibility, but she didn't speak on any emotions regarding like if that time comes. Yeah. So she didn't say like I would be so sad or anything like that, but she was like, Is it a possibility that Bravo tells one of us to sit it out? Yeah, it's a possibility. But I think that's good though. At least they're very aware that that could be a possibility because I mean, it definitely is. Like if this becomes a pain in the ass for production and fans no longer find it interesting to watch, at the end of the day, this is a business and that's a TV show. They got to figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. I just think Joey and Melissa, and this is a very loose thought, is that they they're actually able they live in more of a real world than Teresa does, if that makes sense. Teresa, like I said, it you know, when you communicate with Teresa, it's very different. I feel like Melissa, as annoying as she can be to people, she still does have like she can you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like Teresa is just such an interesting, special case, but it's hard to have like full on conversations with Teresa because she doesn't fully sometimes understand what everybody around her means. Yeah. And I don't know, like it just, and I think that's also what makes her so special and very different. Um, But Melissa and Joey, I feel like you, you know, they'll, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really confused about this whole thing. Cause I really don't know where you go. We're both confused. We're both confused. But with the state of confusion that we're currently living in, Ryan, what are you looking forward to most from the rest of the season? Like, we obviously know we're not getting resolved. So what's the next best thing for you? For it to be over. That'll be exciting. Um, No, no, uh, no. I'm looking forward to the wedding. I really am. I really do get fascinated with any kind of Louis footage. Because, listen, uh, you know... I thought it was a very interesting scene at one of the parties when he like lost it. Um, it was the same episode where he was like, I wear your grandpa's PJs at night for the girls. It was that party and you saw him lose it and you saw that kind of mask slip away. And Melissa said something interesting of like, you know, I, th- I, I, I don't know. I think Louie, if you think about it this way of like somebody that wants to be positive, that wants to like, you know, but that deep down inside there is this rage and anger and he's always trying to cover it up. I find that very fascinating because, listen, we've all read a lot of the stuff about Louis and his ex-girlfriends and stuff like that. And, and I just can't imagine all of that is just a coincidence. And there's that there's, you know, all of those women are lying. So I really am curious of the real Louis or and it doesn't mean that he's not working on himself on a daily basis. But I thought that scene was interesting because he got so upset and you see this. He's like, oh, oh, you know, and I was like, wow, you really sense some real anger underneath there. And I'm really interested to see more from Louis because he is always trying to put a positive spin on things. But I wonder about that, you know, like when somebody does that, that just means they're really there's such a deep anger in them that they're trying to work so hard to get rid of that other side and that mask slipping. Sometimes I find very fascinating. And I'm wondering if we're going to get any more scenes like that. And especially with the wedding, because we're also going to have to hear Louie and Teresa when they find out Joey and Melissa are not coming. I'm interested to see how all that goes down. 
because I think that will truly be painful to watch, even though we're tired of this whole storyline. That specifically will be insane because a wedding really is such a huge deal. And of right. course, I'll be interested for the reunion because I am interested to see how Andy navigates these waters. I mean, this is going to be an absolute shit show. I think we can both agree on that. This is going to be a shit show, and I'm waiting for things to come out. And we're just going to have to be patient on this one. But yeah. Ryan, oh, wait, do you think? Wait, also, do you think that do you think Teresa's kids are going to get involved more too? Because she's been bringing the kids more into this, and also into the actual conversations against joey and melissa so i'm gonna wonder if that's gonna continue as well which i imagine it would i would have already brought them into scenes yeah i would imagine i wouldn't imagine that Teresa would get a spinoff though um in any capacity because i think that they would want to keep her on new jersey i feel like she's such a staple for that show i would see them giving melissa and joe a spinoff before but the fans are really invested in Teresa's kids because we've watched yeah. them grow up we've watched them we watched her give birth to you know, one of them, like we, we know, we've seen the kids and the girls grow up and now all of a sudden they're like in the Bahamas wearing like these cutout dresses and just like full grown women. And it's like, holy shit, when did this happen? So, yeah. Wait, I just saw this comment. I was like, uh, Vicky Harness says below deck, even if it springs a leak is much better than a troll show. But I like that's what I'm saying, like below deck for some, I watched sailing yacht and I'm like, you know, just an engine issue. I'm very excited to watch. Like I, I like it's very different. Like me watching something like Below Deck as me watching Jersey. I don't have the baggage I have with Jersey when I watch Below Deck. So it's purely enjoyable for me to watch that show. But with Jersey, I think I and maybe us as an audience, we come in with our own baggage because we've spent so many seasons with these people. And so it makes so it makes it a lot more. It makes it less enjoyable for us to watch the viewer because we've had so many seasons of this. But you watch them like below deck and you're like, hey, it's a boat. They're preparing food. It's very fun and easy to watch. But and there's exciting. movement. There's movement. And the real Cynthia said, please stop with the below deck boring recaps. No one cares. Oh, I love I love below deck. Cynthia. You don't. It's one time a week. Jason and Josh do it at 11 p.m. Eastern, and it's a late night. I'm surprised Jason can even stay up for them. So the best part is if you don't love Below Deck, you don't have to watch. Yeah. I mean, it, I, you know what I just discovered is I have a remote control, and it, what it does, it controls the TV. And so, yeah. like, if there's other channels that I'll, and they're like a peacock thing. You can do, it's very fun and exciting. Everybody should get one. It's but, wild. Um, but, like, no, the below deck, I find, and below deck, by the way, should be praised because it is one of, if not the highest rated show on Bravo. It just doesn't get as much um, uh, social media love as all of the other shows. But it is also the feeder show into Bravo for a lot of men. You know, like Below Deck is that feeder show that a lot of women uh, can show their boyfriends or husbands or, but you know, like they, and they'll get them into Bravo through Below Deck and sometimes Summer House. But yeah. I think Below Deck is such an important, like it really, it is the highest rated. Show. I mean, not now because of Vanderpump, but it is, it is such a huge part of Bravo. I agree. I agree. But man. Holy sh I cannot believe we we dragged this episode out for 42 minutes. I'm shocked that we were able to even do that. It's fun to no, listen, this is fun to talk. This is a joy to talk about these things. So we can I mean like this is the this is the easiest thing to do is talk about these shows that we love or hate or whatever, you know? Like the uh, life is hard. This is fun. This is fun. And now we just have to get ready for Bravo Conrad. 
Yes, by the way, we should have some fun announcements uh, about BravoCon, uh, I'm sure, coming up. I'm very, very excited for that. That's going to be that's going to be ex- insane. I can't wait to see everybody's Ozempic up close. I can't <laughs> wait to see all the events. By the way, you know, Erica Jane, they haven't announced it, but you probably think she's going to be like the Tom Sandoval in the most extra show, right? Probably, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I would have to imagine. Some sort of performance of some kind. And yeah, should definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That's 100% she will be. Well, also, wait, sorry, I know you got to go, but do you nope. think also, uh, my thought, I know to bring this Vanderpump Rules, but it's Vanderpump Rules night. Tom Sandoval still doesn't seem to get it. He won't like lay low. He won't like, he wants to still be out there. I have a feeling that dude's going to still be like proudly at BravoCon. He's going to be proudly like that. Dude I don't does know not want to hide at all. The security issues. I, unless this, di- this has a lot of potential to die down before then, especially with Ariana moving on and being happier yeah. now. So I don't know if it's a huge security issue. They're not going to let, they well, won't what do, wait, but go. what do you mean security? I don't think any of the fans are going to like kill him. What are you talking about security? I issue? mean, with the nasty, like with people threatening him on the streets of St. Louis and stuff like that. Like, oh, do you think that, that was real? Um, yeah, yeah, I do because I think that I remember working at Tom Tom and Pump or at Sir and just seeing how sometimes the diehard fans like really react to whatever that week's episode is. And I remember seeing how passionate that they can get. And I remember the BravoCon crowd last year. So, yes. Oh, my I God. That. I just thought, like, the Vanderpump Rules panel. But I Tom, Tom still, even with being a bad guy now, he still, you can tell there is this glint in his eye that he he kind of, as much as he hates it, he's kind of, like, weirdly thrilled that he just doesn't know how to harness this because all of the other cast members can harness this and make money from it. And he has not found a way yet to do it, but it is interesting that all of a sudden the dude's using his social media, you know, the dude never really used his social media. And now he's like posting everything archery and like climbing mountains and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. Like I I'm really curious about how fans will react to him in a setting like BravoCon. Like Schwartz is going to get off easy once again, but Tom, I'm just very curious how, but at the same time, he's famous or he's famous in Bravo circles. So I feel like people will just be excited to, to see him regardless of what he's done. It's like Jax in a way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. If they'll let him go, then he'll definitely be there. Even when like the TMZ reporters are like, you're kind of a celebrity now. You see that like shit eating grin. Like he loves. That's what I'm saying. Jo- Josh, the, my favorite TMZ reporter. He's like, okay, okay. Hey, Tom, Tom, uh, I know it's kind of a dumb question, Tom. Like he's such a funny interviewer and he like, he, the way he comes about it is so innocent. And he's, he always says, okay, okay. Okay. Tom, uh, what's going on with Raquel? Have you talked to her, Tom? And so he's like, listen, dude. Listen, she's in a facility. You cannot call her. You cannot text. Like, it was like, then he was intense. And then he's like, well, you're kind of a superstar now, Tom. And he's like, oh, Josh, come on. Like, and then you could tell he loved it so much. He couldn't help but smile. And that's what I was like. This dude, he really does care. That's why I think this thing really breaks his heart. Not because of Ariana, but because he was considered such a good guy. And to have that slip away from him. To have that take off his LinkedIn achievements hurts him. I think not being considered a good guy hurts him. I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. But we'll have to listen. We'll wait and see. I can't wait. To wait, see why, did, why did Ted get blocked? Was was Ted saying something bad about me? No, Ted wasn't sorry, saying was anything at, bad about you. I was <laughs> looking at the. Uh, sorry, I was looking at the little uh, the chat. All of a sudden, um, yeah. So, anyways, I'm very. 
I'm very excited for BravoCon. If you can't tell, I mean, we're and it's we it's only well, how many six short short months away? Yeah, yeah, six months. That's gonna I, fly. I gotta get. I gotta start working out. Me too, friend. Okay. Me too. Anyway, no. <laughs> thanks for having me again. I really appreciate it, dude. Brian, thank you so much as always for coming on. I appreciate you, and definitely we have to do something again together soon because, dude, I'm I saying that- you got you got to come on my show. So, like, I'm so bad at like you. I, by the way, you guys know this. Up and Adam, they run such an amazing operation. As somebody that's trying to get into YouTube, like dipping toes in the water, I'll just post full interviews and stuff. But what you guys are doing are really, really special. It's like it's what you consider a network in a way. This is a network that you are constantly churning out content. This is so, so damn cool. And it's like you don't need uh, you don't need a television. You know, like this is your television show. This is like to me, this is so amazing what you do. And I will sometimes go on your videos, even like I like the below deck stuff. And I will sit there and go, look at what they're doing. This is really, truly incredible. So, I mean, just hats off. You have the best audience on here. And people really look to you for all the news, all of that stuff. And it's it really is very inspiring as somebody that's just, you know, I think I'm decent at podcasting. But this is just what you've created is is mind blowing to me. Thanks. And you can tell the people love it. The people eat up like you post a video. People are there. I hey, we appreciate you, Ryan. Now, Ryan. For everyone who's listening right now, too, we have almost 500 people in the room. Will you let them know if they don't know where they can find you? And guys, I have it pulled up here as well. Wait, Tamara attacked Adam, Vicky says? Yeah, she did. Was this recently? On a 420 episode. Uh, we spoke yesterday about it. <laughs> I asked her, I was like, why did you? She's like, I feel like you always make me look like a shit stirrer in your clips. And I'm like, I feel like. You literally wait. get paid to stir shit. Wait a so second. I don't understand your argument. Wait, she is a wait, wait, come on. She's a proud shit stirrer. How she she'll like, by the way, she loves being a shit stirrer. She's actually admitted that before. How would she ever say? But by the way, Tamara is very sensitive. She once blocked me or she once unfollowed me on Instagram because I made a meme of her her running away in that iconic clip. And then she refollowed me later, but um, you know, she's very sensitive and stuff, she's which is so funny sensitive. for being such a shit stirrer that it's always the real big shit stirrers are that are, that are the most sensitive. And I appreciate that. I'm, um, but it is funny that she wouldn't lean into it because if you put her on that podcast, she lets it rip. Like she, and she looks to like tell personal information, like do not tell Freddie Mellencamp or Tamara anything because it'll be going on that podcast. But I don't see why they can't just like say, yeah, that's what it is instead of still being offended. My God, they get offended over everything. It's exhausting. Like, yeah. I can't even, I'm like, they're like, you're so negative. I'm like, what? Like, if, yeah. if anybody, if I have any negative opinion, it's against anybody who's advocating for Teddy Mellencamp to be back on reality TV. That's my only negative opinion. Well, I mean, listen, it's probably going to happen at some point just because I think producers are like, even if you hate somebody, that's still attention in some way. But I just don't know at this point, like, I get sad when it's like, Freddie, you have the podcast, you know, Tamara's there, it's doing good. Lean into that more. Like, why ever try to get back on that show? Like, I remember coming out of the hotel at BravoCon on my floor and Freddie was there and she had a whole team of like makeup artists and hair people. And it was like 830 in the morning. And I'm like, why? what are we doing here? Like, you're not even on the show. Like, what are you like? It's like love what you have but she was one of those people that said if i'm ever off the show i'm not going to be one of those people that keeps trying to get back on the show and it always feels like that's what she is now and she has this great platform that is like just lean into podcasting fully 
lean into that completely because it's really successful. The show is whatever. Like, stay off the show. The show's going to end up hurting you in some way. It's like Jack's trying to get back on Vanderpump Rules. It's like, dude, if you do that, there's a potential your family could get really hurt because you might get yourself in a situation again where you cheat and lose Britney. So why are you pushing to get, like, you know, money is one thing, but you could really ruin relationships because of things like this. Yeah, just be cool, man. Don't be all just, uncool. Yeah, don't be all uncool. That's it. That's literally <laughs> that's the freaking mantra. Cool. Relax. Take it back uh, a bit. Yeah. Anyways. Good right. good talk, you guys. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. If they don't know you, let them know where they can find you. Yeah, the podcast is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. You can find that on Instagram as well. It's just, you know, a lot of funny memes. Uh, this week I had uh, the couple of the cast members from Jury Duty, which is one of my new favorite shows on Amazon Prime. It is hysterical. Uh, I have Corey Kiefer from uh, Summer House on tomorrow. Uh, it, you know, we have a lot of uh, reality people. I do, I do huge Vanderpump recaps on Friday, like two and a half hours long, line by line recaps. Um, so yeah, it's also on YouTube. If you want to watch the full video of me making insane faces and being very hyper, it's all there. Go subscribe and, and that's it. And everybody have a great day. Ryan, thank you so much. We appreciate the hell out of you and we'll see you so very soon before BravoCon. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Bye guys. All Thanks right. for the happy birthday wishes. All right, guys. Well, before we go, I just wanted to let you know that we are going live tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. We're going live for our Vanderpump Rules after party. That's going to be on Up and Adam channel too. So make sure you click on that. Make sure you smash that like button, show some love, and join us because Jason's going to be making some cockies for you. I love you guys so much, and we'll see you so very soon. Thank you to everyone in the live chat, and happy birthday to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Bye, guys. Love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.